Welcome to the Adonis Index Podcast. I'm John Barber, and with me is Harold Shim. He placed in our most recent contest, which was AT12. Um, so first of all, congrats on your pictures. Your after pictures look really good. Um, now, was that... We haven't talked about... We, we were chatting off air, but have you... Was that like a professional photo shoot, or how'd you do those? Yeah, well, I you know, it's interesting, John. Um, I, I got onto the Adonis program, and I kind of followed verbatim everything that was being said and right from the start you know from some of the things that you had written and what the guys had written on the forums and stuff just to keep yourself um accountable i i booked myself a photo shoot pretty close to the start of things just to sort of say okay here's another you know uh carrot or the stick i should say um to uh, to uh aim for when you're doing this and to keep yourself accountable because uh you know certainly the snapshots i took uh at the start were not very flattering so i figured okay if i'm going to do this again in front of a professional photographer it's going to give me more motivation to sort of stick with the program all right okay so that's good so i guess that leads into i guess where we should start is how how did you find us in the first place and what got you to to the point where you what got you to us well it's interesting i've kind of gone through a lot of cycles actually probably like reading it a little bit about you um like you i, I wasn't built with great genetics i i uh if i showed you some pictures of me when i was really young i mean i was kind of like that little kid that used to sit in the center of the room and just watch kind of roll over from one side to the other because he was so pudgy mm. and um and i kind of grew up being uh the little fat kid uh and it wasn't until high school that i actually figured you know what i got the only way I'm going to change this is by doing some exercise because I was never involved in any organized exercise. Hmm. And, uh, but my parents didn't want me to get hurt. And so they wouldn't allow me to uh, get involved in any exercise. So I had to forge my name on uh, the uh, consent or their, forge their signature on the consent form to let me to play rugby. I grew up in uh, Vancouver, hmm. Canada. And so I started playing rugby and I kind of trimmed out a little bit and then that was it. I start, I, I became kind of really into the sporting events. So I did a lot of sporting events when I was going through um, university and um, uh, that. And uh, I got very fit. Oftentimes during my life I got very fit, but I would never get, like, I was never super lean. Mm. Um, Did you care and, at the time? Were you even aware of the concept? Or you know, always in the back of my head, I was always thinking about it mm-hmm. um, because I, I started getting involved in more and more competitive sports. You know, I'd see guys around me who are just like super ripped. And I thought, you know, I am working my brains out, and I'm trying to watch what I eat, um, but I just never could get that physique that I was ever really super happy about so um, did you just, so, just dismiss that to genetics or that they're working harder than you or did you just sort of put it out do you even give it a second thought at this point yeah it was a little bit of both you know yeah. i just thought uh, maybe I, i'm just not predisposed to that mm-hmm. um maybe i'm just not working hard enough i can't get myself to the next level um but i you know it, for me because i got in kind of competitive sports and i went through this stage where I was playing a lot of rugby and then um, after um, university, actually I got went into medical school and through medical school, I had some good buddies who started getting me into doing triathlons mm. uh, just to sort of break up the, the studying schedule. Right. And, and then, studying for medicine is not hard enough. Might as well throw a triathlon <laughs> yeah, in there too. Right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> so I started doing that, but still I never really super leaned out and Towards the end of medical school, I I hooked up because they, I met up with these guys who are obviously very fit. Mm-hmm. One of which who was an ex Olympian who went back to medical school, and he was a big time um, paddler. Mm. And um, he started uh, a canoe club in Vancouver, and I 
got involved in it and became part of the men's dragon boat team that went to Hong Kong World Championships. And even during all that, when I was going through all the training and the weight training and all that sort of stuff, I still never leaned down to the the same level that all these other guys were. And so I just thought, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I just was, you know, I was always in the back of my head thinking, ah, you're still not fit enough. You're still not lean enough. And, you know, there's always this self-doubt that you could always go a little bit further. Mm. So that's where it was. And um, so getting to where I was with the Adonis, so fast forward, went through a lot of sports, as, as I talked about. I mean, you name it, if it was outdoors and active, I was involved in it. Um, coming to uh, the most recent transformation, uh, I came home from the summer break uh, this past summer. And um, I spent a lot of time with the family this summer and friends and really got really sedentary. And so we really ate and drank a lot. And then we came home and then my, my wife and my daughter um, took off um, to go to Europe uh, to visit uh, her family. But I had to stay home and work. And I kind of looked in the mirror one morning and I thought, holy crap, man, it's just unacceptable. <laughs> it's really not good. Mm-hmm. So I figured I really needed to do a transformation. So in the past, I and my wife and I sort of would go back and forth about, you know, we need to get fit. And we've tried these different types of diets, the Atkins, low carb and all these sorts of stuff. And usually whenever we tried one of these kind of diets per se, mm-hmm. um, it was more at the request of my wife kind of saying, okay, this is what we should do. And then we would start it. And I always have better results than her. I, I And, you know, with your experience with Venus and the Adonis thing, it's just, I guess guys just lose weight easier than women, um, hormonally and genetically. Yeah. Plus we have more calories to play with. So exactly. And then like, you know, all things being said, the same kind of quote effort on a guy to get rid of a pound a week would be, uh, would be sort of comparable effort to a woman to only lose maybe a third or a half a pound a week. So just, absolute numbers when we talk in pounds it does it's not hard, as hard for us like right. just just to get that absolute number off um because we have well, you know most guys have almost double the calories to play with so it's just and i don't know that's that's a huge luxury that we can eat more than them yeah so anyways i would we'd always start one of these things and i would end up starting to lose more weight per se and trim down a little faster than my wife. And then she kind of go, okay, that's it. I'm done with this. And then I kind of go, okay, I'll be done with it too. Cause you know, and plus these sort of, you know, low carb or, you know, Atkins type diets or whatever they were, they just, they weren't really sustainable. Now, is there any sort of, did you just take them at face value? Did you apply any sort of your, your sort of some of your your training and physiology to think like does that even make sense? Or did you just you're just like no, whatever, just you know follow it seems to work? Or where was your well, did you did you approach any of them with a skeptical eye or not really? Well, it's interesting because <clears throat> I actually got a diploma in sports medicine way back when, and I used to coach and basically. Um, counsel a lot of people, athletes on their diets and stuff. Mm. And what's what's actually kind of ironic is a lot of the early lectures I used to give at some of these sports camps and things like that followed very similar principles that uh, you and Pilon had. Um, and I would basically say, you know what, calories, calorie, and um, you know whatever goes in. Um, has got to come out some way. And if you take too much in, then, and you don't, and it doesn't get burned off, then guess what? You're going to gain weight. And it was a very simple principle I had before, but I kind of lost it in the mix. Um, with these 
fad diets, like for instance, the low carb thing and everything, physiologically it makes sense and you can understand what happens with these uh, low carb things. You basically turn yourself into a type one diabetic, really, mm-hmm. is what you're doing. Is, is you're, you, you go into a state of ketosis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the listeners know what that is, but you know, a, a type one diabetic, as you know, you, you don't have any insulin on board and so you can't really um, um, utilize your carbohydrate or store carbohydrate and so you're in the state of ketosis, right? But um, when you're in this low carb state, you're basically not allowing yourself any carbohydrates and so you're kind of using ketones as a fuel. So that's, and that's why the type one diabetics are kind of skinny Type 2 diabetics is a completely different physiology. They just eat themselves into the state where they're completely insulin insensitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, that's aside from the fact. So uh, getting back to my point is, yes, I kind of knew a little bit about this stuff. And yes, some of these fad diets that my wife and I tried, there was some physiology behind it that I thought, okay, we could do it. You know, I wasn't into these like, I don't know, lemon and water and whatever. Yeah, the cleansing things. Yeah, Yeah, the cleansing things. But, you know, I thought, okay, low carb, I kind of understand it. Uh, We we never went no carb, but low carb, I can understand it. But it just wasn't sustainable for me. Mm -hmm. And then when I had that aha moment at the end of the summer, I thought, okay, now I need to do something. And now when I do this, it's going to be for me. It's not going to be with my wife. It's not going to be, um, my wife's going to join on. It's just like she was on holiday with my uh, daughter somewhere. I was at home and I kind of made the decision, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it for me. If she wants to join, fine, but I'm, I'm not even necessarily going to tell her about it when she gets back. I'm just going to find something that works mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I I don't know how I happened along the uh, Brad Pilon site, Eat, Stop, Eat, but um, I found it. I read through his stuff. Um, I thought, okay, this sounds like something I could do. And, you know, looking at his uh, research, I, you know, handpicked a few papers and went and read them as well. And I thought, yeah, okay. So, you know, this is, you know, based in science. So I started doing that. And then when, uh, obviously with Brad Pilon stuff, is it's like he said, you know, it's not just this fasting thing that you got to do. You kind of got to do some resistance training too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in all honesty, they, there was that little tag for the Adonis stuff uh, mm-hmm. attached to his website and I kind of looked at it <laughs> and when I first went to the website the um, the introductory page of the Adonis Index I thought uh, I don't know if this is for me mm-hmm. because in all honesty it was kind of like it was talking like oh you you want that body that the women want and all that <laughs> and I sure went Nah, it's not really about that for yeah. me it's more about like I kind of want to lean down for me it's not like I want to just walk down the street with my shirt off and having women gawk at me yeah. you know maybe when I was 20 that might have been the objective but right. for me it was just kind of like it's been a lifelong dream just to get lean and yeah. plus um, you know at age 51 I'm thinking okay Every year that goes by now, I'm just losing muscle mass. And so I've got to, I guess, get into some type of a a weight or resistance training program where I can at least maintain my muscle mass. Um, As much as I I really didn't like weight training, like I'd done a lot of competitive sports before. And the one thing I really hated was going to the gym. Hmm. Partly because, you know, the 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 resistance training programs i guess that were set up i just i found them quite repetitive monotonous boring and as i don't know if i mentioned it maybe it was before we got on air i was into competitive paddling for quite a number of years and for that when 
the guys that I was involved with would send me to the gym with a program, it was all about pulling exercises. Oh, just to get better at pat, yeah. Yeah, just to, you know, and it was kind of very focused on, it wasn't very balanced at all. Yeah. And so there was, you know, a lot of chin-ups, a lot of bench pulls, a lot of rowing exercises. And and you go in there and just do these time after time after time and just... You get the, sick of it, yeah. Yeah, I just got sick of it. And I, you know, the faster I could get in there and the faster I could get out, all the better. And so I never really enjoyed the the whole atmosphere of doing that. So um, I never really enjoyed doing resistance training anyways. Having said that, um, even before Adonis, I would go to the gym occasionally. And yes, I, you know, because of my medical background, I knew if I wanted to work a certain muscle group, I just, you know, I'd pick up a weight and I'd know which things to work. If I wanted to work deltoids, well, I do flies or lateral raises or whatever, mm -hmm. chest, bench press, whatever. And I just kind of wing it, mm -hmm. you know, and I do, you know, the typical three sets of, you know, somewhere between seven and eight, if I really wanted to push it. Textbook or, stuff, right? Just yeah, the, textbook the basic stuff, textbook, you know, yeah. just, yeah, just. First, and, first year exercise fizz, how to do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, um, there's an analogy I uh, sort of have is like, um, just because, you know, you know how to bang nails doesn't mean that you know how to build a house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of knew how to bang nails and I certainly didn't know how to build a house. So, um, having found a program where you and Pilon and, and all the guys that you sort of, uh, um, rely on to help build the Adonis program are basically uh, master masters at kind of constructing a body properly and you know how much to do in the various areas and I kind of learned this after jumping into it but um, having said all that going back I just kind of finally said you know I looked through all the other websites and all of them were more to do with strength training, they weren't uh, associated with kind of building a balanced body. Mm. And the ones that were about balanced body, it was all about kind of uh, the hit stuff and uh, a lot of cardio and all that. And I just thought, well, listening to your philosophy and 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 then looking at um, what you had to offer, I just thought, oh, what the hell? I'll try the Adonis thing, and I, I really liked it. It was very, it was just very, very simple, and uh, I didn't have to think beyond it. So, anyways, that's how. That's sort of actually a long-winded explanation of how well, I that's, that's started with it. That's good because I'm sure somebody else is kind of gone through that process or in the middle of that process. I don't know. Like it's a lot of guys will resonate with that. Like the looking for something, not sure what it is, might even find our video. They're like, yeah, I'm still not sure about the video, like our sales pitch or whatever. Cause we've, yeah. it's hard. Like we don't know. It's not like I get to talk to every single person one-on-one -on -one and, and kind of explain what it is that our system has to offer. And you're like, well, you know, I'm 50 and I'm happily married and I don't, I'm not looking to, attractive woman. It's like, that's fine. You just, this program will still work for you. It, you know, I'm yeah. not there live to tell you that. So yeah. You've got to kind of figure it out by, we, hopefully we get the point across. So it's hard to, you know what I mean? But the, the, the other funny thing about uh, <laughs> just kind of rattling your chain here a bit too, is that, um, your, you're, I, I haven't visited it, obviously, for several months, but since I bought into the program. But the, the guy who's speaking about, oh, my name's John Barbin. Oh, yeah, that, that's not your voice. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, my voice. I don't, have a, I don't have a sales voice at all. Yeah, you do. I mean, I, 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 I think it would be better if you kind of revamp the thing and put, put voice your in? voice in there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day we'll try it and see which one it, does Because better. it... A lot of the stuff that you guys do seems really down to earth, genuine, and truthful uh, to me. And that 
after I got into it, I just thought, oh man, if I ever get on one of these things, I got <laughs> Yeah, I have a few people say that. They're like, wait a minute, that, that's not what he sounds like on the podcast. Like afterwards, <laughs> the, the, it's, just, it's just a marketing decision that uh, there's actually data to show that like proper voice talent ends up is more convincing than people who don't have like quote the proper voice. And it's, it's weird because you'd think that it's just, I didn't expect it either, but that's how it works. So, but that's, but you know, that's a whole did, marketing story. We can yeah, yeah it could be because yeah. for me, maybe it's an age related thing too, but you know, I listened to your voice on some of the podcasts and, and now, and I think I'd much rather listen to your voice than that, that guy who really sounds like he's salesy. Sales. And the other thing uh, about it, too, is there's so many guys that are following that type of thing online now. And you might even hear that same guy's voice on someone else's website. Well, you think, that, oh, is this, is this another one of those things oh, yeah, that totally you don't want to buy into? And then, and then we have to update it. Yeah. with a totally new pattern maybe my voice maybe something else the next like you know every couple of years you got to revisit it and try to yeah. try yeah. to beat your own sort of thing it can't stay the same so yeah but uh I'll, you'll be the first to know when we when we update <laughs> uh, i'll be the first one to critique and yeah like, I'll send it to you first. yeah go back to the guy you had first <laughs> yeah. so okay so um where are we at so so how do you decide to jump in on the the contest? Do you just like right away or like might as, might as well or Well, yeah, it was one of those things. I'm I'm you know, coming through medicine and all that. You know, I'm a type A personality. So if yeah. I'm going to try something, I'm going to j- jump in with both feet and So was there uh, any delay or did you just like what's the next contest I'm in? So well, yeah, it was kind of like I I started the eat stop eat probably one or two about a week or 10 days before I finally thought, okay, I got to do some type of resistance training. I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And then I got the Adonis and I sort of jumped into that and I started going through the site. I'm one of those guys that has to read everything or as much as I can to really understand it. Mm-hmm. I recognized that, um, yeah, there was this contest and I thought, do I do it? Do I not? And initially when I thought, okay, I'm going to go for it but in the back of my head I just kind of thought I'll enter it but I'm not really entered I'm just kind of doing it to keep myself accountable but I'll also book that photo shoot so, you're so standing, I had so you're standing in the shallow end of the pool while everyone's playing yeah, exactly, right. exactly exactly and so but after I did it I thought yeah this is good you know I I need something to keep myself accountable and the other thing when I started uh, this whole program as I thought, okay, um, the three things that you guys said to keep yourself accountable was I'll jump in the contest, mm-hmm. book a photo shoot and get a DEXA scan. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that I sort of said, okay, well, let me see if I can find a DEXA around this area and, uh, got online and it just so happened there was one not too far away from me. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go get that done too. And uh, I got it done. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> did, did you do before and after DEXA? Yeah. yeah. Did, did you send me that? I don't know if I sent you the hard numbers, but I, I think I sort of sent you the abbreviated numbers. Oh, let's, can we discuss? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, uh, well, you have the floor. Tell us what happened. Okay, so um, I started, when did the AT12 start? Around August, um, like the very end of August, very first day yeah. of September, or something like that. It's something like that. So I went to get my DEXA. I'm I'm five nine, mm-hmm. five nine and a half on a good day. Um, on a good day, and, yeah. And my uh, Adonis index at the time was one point three eight. Okay. Okay. Um. My weight at the time, let me just kind of pull up some of this stuff. My weight at the time was 174 pounds, which actually was not bad for me. I'd been as high as 190. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 174 is not bad at your height. It's not bad at all. Yeah, it was about 79 kilos, but I just really, like, I came back from the summer and I thought I really look soft. So the DEX is what tells us what that 179 is made out of. Right. So... 
I went and got a DEXA scan August 21st, mm-hmm. and it said that I had 17% body fat. Mm-hmm. What, now, um, now, knowing what you know about physiology and all that, what did you think of, of that overall number before we get into your regional distribution? Um, I thought that that was like, a little, yeah, I, I didn't think it was horrific. But for me, it was horrific. I just thought, oh, I, sh-, you know, I should be much leaner than that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ah, oh, man, I, I really would like to be kind of around ten percent. But mm-hmm. I know my body is not ten percent. Right. I was wondering if I could even get there. Yeah. Um, and what about your regional distribution? Were you relatively so, even, or was I even? Well, let's see. Um, Oh, do you, have total, it, do you have it there right the in front of you? The total body fat, the total body fat I had was 12.9 kilograms of body fat, and my lean muscle mass was 62, almost 63. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you had an equation at one point. I can't remember what that equation yeah, was. We, yeah, we have, we have equations that predict where... Your where your lean muscle mass should be and stuff. So by the equation, I wasn't too far off. The equation said that I should be about 63.23. So my lean muscle mass wasn't that far off, mm-hmm. but I was obviously carrying too much fat. Mm-hmm. So my goal at that point, uh, once I jumped into the program and I did my deck, so was I wanted to get myself down to 10%. Mm-hmm. But... More than anything, I, I you know, uh, I think I've heard you and Pilon talking about this. Is that number can be very misleading? Um, but I didn't know at the time. I just thought, okay, well, if I'm 17, could I get down to 10% body fat? I thought at my age, it's going to be all about losing fat, and there's very little chance that I'm going to be able to gain any lean muscle mass. Hmm. Kind of at 51, I thought, really? Do you think you can really put on that much lean muscle mass, uh, especially in 12 weeks at age 51? I thought, uh, I'll go through the weight training program, not just not to lose anything, mm-hmm. but I'm going to really be strict on the diet and try and get rid of this body fat and see if I can see a bit of a six-pack or something mm-hmm. at the end of it. So that was kind of my goal. Um Regional distribution, uh, let's see, um, well, I mean, do you want absolute numbers or? Well, per- I think, I think people think now. more in percentages. Do you have the percentages in front of you? If not, uh, if not no video. I don't have the percentages. Yeah, okay, I don't have, don't I, could, I could send them to you if you Yeah, if send them to me. You know what, maybe if you don't mind, if, you, if you're okay with it, maybe we could post them or something. Under oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll I put them. I, I could certainly, and, and I know that, I guess, I don't know, are you still collecting numbers for yes. the, yeah. the calculator? Yeah. yeah. So it would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, but we could talk about sort of before and after of uh, yeah, fat. Yeah, so let's get to that. the after of the fat and of the muscle mass because that's kind of what everyone's curious. And then regional stuff we'll post on the blog so people can pick through like more specific numbers. Okay, so as I said, in, in total, you know, forgetting about kind of the regional, the android and the gynecoid stuff, um, I had... 12.9 kilograms of total body fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, at November 27th, was, which was almost 12 weeks to the day, mm-hmm. um, I went down to 5.8 um, kilograms body fat. So you took off and, over half of the fat off your body. Right. And going to the lean muscle mass, as I told you, my lean muscle mass before was 62.9 kilograms. Mm-hmm. And November 27th, 12 weeks of the day, my lean muscle mass was 66.7. Holy smokes. What do you think of that? So I was, I was kind of floored. But at the same time, I thought, mm, I hadn't been doing much resistance training for a while. So obviously... You know, as if you're kind of um, out of the weight training program, you you can build more muscle quickly at the early stages. So 
Uh, it was kind of re-recruiting a lot of these muscles, but it, I was still pleasantly surprised that I put on almost four kilos of muscle and uh, lost yeah, that's, like sorry, how much? seven kilos. So it was 3.8, almost four kilos of muscle I put on, and I lost seven kilos of fat. So in pounds, that's like almost, like, what is that, eight, nine pounds? Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then how many pounds of what pounds of fat would that have been? Like 12 or something? Four, 14 and a half, something like that. So think about that. Like yeah. for anyone listening who thinks that you can't build muscle and lose fat at the same time, that's, that's exactly what you did and not a little bit. Like it was impressive. And yeah, and it, it was impressive because that was on a deficit the whole time. And that's because my I was point. At, There's no I was need at, to yeah. eat excessive calories to gain right. muscle mass. You gained what? Almost eight pounds. Yeah, and lost like fourteen pounds of fat, and you're yeah. eating in a deficit. So where is this need to bulk? Like bulking doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and and going through this process, I like uh, like uh, previous competitors before me and my fellow competitors probably. I you know I I was really quite meticulous about the total calorie count, but the only other thing that I really focused in on was that I maintained um, my minimum protein requirements. Ah, I didn't okay. try and go over, but I certainly tried to hit my protein requirements uh, for the day. And even if I fasted, uh, like I started out by doing the eat, stop, eat, where I would do maybe a couple of fasts per week, well, at least two fasts per week, mm. probably no more. Um, I, would, I wouldn't worry about trying to hit the protein requirements so much that day, but the next day try to eat just a little bit more protein, um, but try and still keep within the calorie um, requirements for the week. And again, I thought weekly, which was a, a, another big revelation. I didn't beat myself up daily. It was just kind of like, you know, win the week, like you would say before. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's no point in belaboring that. Po- that um, we already know that it's a day a day to day it's too hard to be that that yeah no one can be perfect one day at a time it's more one week at a time is a better interval um yeah so you man so you gained a significant amount of muscle burned a significant amount of fat and you did it all at age 51 <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not totally where i want to be i was just like uh, well it's very impressive so yeah okay so we we haven't even got to it what's your what was your final body fat percentage and and the other important thing here is your the weight on the scale wouldn't have told any of this story? It, yeah, and that was the other thing. Um, trying to get away from jumping on the scale, which is something that I used to do. I mean, and you know, even I talked to my wife about it. As I said, you just you know you can't use the scale. Some days you're going to have some extra water and stuff. But in behind the scenes, for myself, you know, I'd always be kind of like. Uh, jumping on the scale as well mm-hmm. because for me I just kept on thinking to myself even at age 51 I was thinking to myself well I'm just I'm probably not going to be gaining any muscle really and so anything that is a gain is going to be fat so and, so until you did the final decks and saw how much muscle you gained were you thinking like yeah, I'm looking, but was there like a little bit of a mind game going on that you're like, well, I'm not really that much lighter, but I think I look better and my measurements are better, but oh, yeah. but I'm still oh, not yeah. lighter. So were you, yeah, that I whole mean, scale thing just must have kept messing the whole thing up until you finally saw like, holy smokes, I gained eight pounds of muscle. Well, there was a, it, the whole transformation was actually interesting too in the fact that um, because I, I was put in category two, of the new sort of program. I, I hear you talking about the old program and lots of guys talking about the old program, but there's category one, two, three right now. Mm-hmm. And I was put uh, squarely in category two, which was fat loss. Mm-hmm. And as I said, my AI was like 1.38 when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went through it, this the start was, the deficit was quite big at the start you know it's just oh just over a thousand uh, calories that I was allowed a day mm-hmm. um, which was tough and you know like many other guys I used uh, my fitness pal mm-hmm. 
to really be meticulous about how many calories I was taking in. But as the term, and, and as I said, I was jumping on the scale a little bit too often at the start. But as the whole transformation progressed and I, I got comfortable with it and starting to recognize, you know, how many calories and certain foods that I eat and proportions that I eat. And, and I was able to kick the training wheels off as I went through the program, meaning that I stopped using my fitness pal, you know, three quarters of the way through the program. I literally wasn't jumping on the scale hardly at all anymore. I was just solely relying on the tape and the mirror to see, wow, okay, I'm, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, and so it, it became more of something that was, which was great, which was uh, starting to become kind of the norm. And, and the process became intuitive more? Yeah, it became intuitive. And, and the, the other goal. thing, which that's was, the yeah, point. the other thing, that which is, you know, just blew me away, even with my medical and sports medical background is, I even said to myself, okay, I'm not going to do any cardio, um, any formal cardio. Like I still, I played semi-competitive squash three times a week or something. And I would just sort of fit that in between my workouts. Mm-hmm. But that was only really, I mean, it's stop and go stuff. And, and you're out there for like 45 minutes or 50 minutes. But I didn't go on like an elliptical. I didn't go on the bike. I didn't do any of that stuff. And, and that was the first time I've, I've gone through kind of a, a cut, so to speak, or trying to lean down where I absolutely did zero cardio, which most people still can't believe. And I, and I still find it kind of surprising too. Hmm. So to answer your question, I went from 17% body fat to 8.1% body fat. Yeah. And that's dramatic. Like that's super dramatic. Yeah. And, and, but just to but how much weight back did you it lose? up, um, you know, it wasn't that much weight, uh, that I total that I lost. I went from what, 79 kilos down to 75 or 76 kilos. So not, not in terms of total weight, not that much. And even at 8.1, you know, I'm I'm sure that my body fat percentage might be lower than even some of the the guys that uh, you know placed as well, but looked a lot more ripped. But I still just have that little bit on the lower belly. You know, some guys they're ten percent or eleven percent and just look ripped right through their trunk. But you know, I still felt like I there's a little ways to go with. Uh, yeah, down and, to and, that's, and that's where the regional distribution matters. It's like even, yes. even at eight percent, people, you know, you might. And it also depends on how how well developed the muscle mass is. But all yeah. of, all of it put together, in the end, the mirror is what matters. Yeah, and, and exactly. so even even with all of these DEXA numbers, at least you know what the most useful thing about the DEX is to to get rid of that. Um, that mind trick that the scale plays on you because because for you the scale is completely useless like yeah look yeah. at the the dramatic change you had you, you dropped like whatever more than 10 percent body fat and gained all kinds of muscle lost a bunch of fat and and the scale so a couple pounds like it just is not even gonna tell it's not gonna tell you anything <laughs> yeah. the scale is yeah. useless right yeah yeah and it really then, was and yeah. then and then even the measuring tape you know that's useful for sure but in the end mm-hmm. it's just the mirror it's like the, do you like what what you see yeah and yeah. uh God, yeah that's wow that's just huge um so what did you think when you saw that number did you just sort of stop and just have to process for a bit i was i was ecstatic actually when i was getting ready to go for my dexa again <laughs> you know i was i was trying to time it so that everything was gonna be really around the same time like the transformation contest was ending i was going to get my pictures i was going to get my dexa mm-hmm. and um and the day the day that it just happened to work out was i could i could slot in my dex on the same day as my photo shoot and i was getting it just before my photo shoot right mm-hmm. and and so i i felt pretty good the day of my photo shoot i didn't i didn't do kind of that water cut or the seven day out program. I it just, I, I read through it and I just thought, no, I can't do that. And I, I, you know, I got into the forums a little bit and I read a few of the guys, they said, no, nah, 
uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so much, I just yeah. thought, oh yeah, it was just too much. I mean, yeah, I want to look good, but I kind of want to look good in a normal sense. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. Yeah. So anyhow, um, so I went for my DEXA in the morning and I had my photo shoot kind of around one in the afternoon. So I go and do my DEXA and I'm just all excited that, you know, I have my old papers there and I'm kind of thinking, okay, where am I at? Where am I at? And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting for them to come out with the papers yeah. and I'm waiting. And the tech comes out and she goes, Oh, I'm so- sorry, doctor. And <laughs> they knew I was a doctor because yeah. I, I kind of self-referred myself. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry, doctor, but the printer isn't working. I went, what? <laughs> I said, what? I need, I need these numbers. I need this is to so know. unacceptable. You know, I, I was trying to get all this stuff together so that I could, you know, put it down on the, the website and enter it in and everything. Did they at least so email was, it to you? Uh, huh? Did they email it to you? Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, if there's any way you can get it to me by the end of the day, I'd really appreciate it. No, it's just like I was crushed. But anyways, I went and did the photo shoot. And the photo shoot, in all intents and purposes, it was it was okay. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, so the, did photo- even, the photographer. Did they even photographer? Did, hang on. Did they even tell you the number? Like, look, read it, read it off a screen to you, or you literally walked out of there and still didn't know? No, I didn't want to sound like I was too anxious. <laughs> I was, already, you didn't, you didn't I was already crushed numbers. enough. I just go, well, tell me the percentage. <laughs> no, I didn't ask somebody. Just, just, you know, email it to me as soon as you can. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no way. I wouldn't have left the office. I'd be, no, yeah, no, I you're, know. You're, but I had to go to the photo shoot, right? Oh, so right. I was you just like, time, so. Like, oh. Yeah, so I was pressed for time. And I, I went to the photo shoot. And I picked this guy who apparently he's you know on his website and everything he says he does kind of um these uh, sports uh, or body image kind of pictures mm-hmm. and um and he was he wasn't that great you know i kind of had to do all the poses myself and he never really kind of coached me on anything. He was kind of going, okay, what do you want next? What do you want next? That's right. So I was kind of, I kind of expected that it would be a little bit more like he'd sort of tell me what to do and where to go. But it was, it was a little bit deflating in the fact that I tried to do some of the poses that uh, I've seen some of the guys do before, but I think I probably could have gotten more out of the photo shoot than I actually got. And nonetheless, I you know there were some decent pictures that came out of it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's a good story. Oh man. So, <laughs> so, when, do anyway, finally, so when do you finally get the numbers? Like when? Do so you, finally you know when I finally got the numbers is when I was walking out of the photo shoot because I carry a smartphone with me. I got this little ding on my yeah. smartphone, and I'm walking along, and um, they had. Yeah, they had emailed me the the scanned um, papers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at my age, I, I didn't have my glasses, so it's like the scanned PDF on my smartphone. I thought, like, I can't. It's really difficult to see, and I was kind of blowing it up and trying to. That's funny. Move so they're there, and you can't even read it. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> so until I got home, I actually couldn't see the numbers, but I was yeah. pleasantly surprised when I got home. I went, yes, yeah, that yeah. was good. Wow, I mean. And it's weird that you need that paper to validate what you're seeing in the mirror, but it happens. Yeah. You know, but now that I've done it and I've gone through the program and I know kind of what to do. And like you say, you validated uh, the fact that one, you shouldn't jump on the scale anymore. And two, your tape measure in the mirror, your best friends when you're trying to, um, if you, if you start going sideways on this and I've got the tools that I need to, you know, get myself on track again. It, it, it's, it's much easier. It's much easier. So did you, okay, so you basically just followed the program. You followed the calculator for the nutrition, like reverse taper. Like, did you taper up? Like, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. And, and like so many guys before me, I mean, you start playing mind games towards the end because initially – Probably the first half or three quarters, you see actually transformations happening quite 
well. I mean, because you're also all on this uh, severe cut at the beginning and, and you're kind of doing the reverse taper diet, your losses seem quite dramatic at the start. And then as you get towards the last quarter of the the 12 weeks or towards the end of your transformation, it, you think, oh man, I've hit a plateau. Yeah, yeah. And then you start screwing with yourself and you start, you know, looking elsewhere and you start reading the web and you start going to other sites and you kind of start messing with success. And, and if I had any advice to people, I'd just sort of say, look, just stick the course, stay the course, don't mess with it it's just it's going to slow down it's going to slow down towards the end don't overthink it and don't try to fix what isn't broken exactly and um the other thing is i guess towards the end there when you are trying to mess with success and you stray from just kind of the the straight and narrow or basically sticking to the recipe I guess what happens is when you start going to other sites and you start looking at it and you start reading, well, oh, maybe that weight training program will get me there better or I should do this with my diet or that with my diet or start looking at stimulants or whatever. It, just, it starts messing with you. I suppose you really just have to, at the start, be clear with your goals partway through, revisit your goals and make sure that towards the end, just stick with the goals that you had at the very beginning, which was, for me, it was trying to get in good physical shape, a good physical shape, which meant the Adonis Index, which is the body shape I wanted and the 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 look I wanted, right? And And when I started straying a bit, I started realizing the other things I was looking at had different goals in mind. That, you know, I don't think the Adonis program is mutually exclusive of becoming strong. But a lot of these other programs are trying to gain strength, possibly at the exclusion of what you look like, really. You know, they, oh, it's goal, it's goal it's, hijacking. Yeah, nobody, it's goal hijacking. Listen, nobody cares about being strong if it means you're yeah. not fat. Everyone's assumption is that if you can bench press 400 pounds, you'll also look like Hercules. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, really big fat guys can also bench press 400 pounds. It's it's not that's one isn't the other. Um, like you said, and where it's not mutually exclusive, but I think only you can you can only approach it with it only works one way. Yeah, to get to where you want. If you have the the express purpose of looking your best, then yeah, you'll you'll have some amount of strength that comes with it. Yes, but that but that strength is completely secondary to the look. But you cannot look really good with fully developed Adonis sized shoulders without being pretty strong. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be pretty strong. But yeah. but you can be stronger with all kinds of fat wrapped around your body. So it's like you can't one of them precedes the other but the other one doesn't right so you have also, to go into it unless yeah. you're a strength pure strength athlete and don't care at all what you look like you have yeah. to go into it with the body's the look has to be first it has to be yeah first. yeah but also some of these programs even the strength programs that you can get goal hijacked on can get you looking pretty imbalanced too like you could you know they start focusing to the point where I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to, maybe some guys do, even some guys on this forum or this program want to look like, you know, Schwarzenegger or something, although they probably can't unless they get juiced. But the thing is, I, I never wanted to get that look. I didn't want to be like busting out muscle look. I just wanted to be super lean with the perfect AI, mm-hmm. not huge, but just you know, the perfect proportions, but more than anything, just lean and uh, fit looking. And I'm well, getting close. Well, close nothing. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a long way there. So that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge transformation. So you've already done some of this and we've, we've been at it here for almost 50 minutes. So let's, yeah. let's finish with your, you've already done a little bit of this, but finish with your overall advice to somebody who's like you were 
that were yeah you know you okay. a, a summer of eating and you're like okay this is enough I got to do something yeah so yeah it's amazing it's 50 minutes just gone by so quick yeah. um yeah I just say uh, as I said before be clear on the goals and stick with the program um the other thing is that you have to recognize although um Brad Pilon's stuff is quite closely tied in with your dietary recommendations and everything. Recognize that um, fasting isn't re religion. You know, when I talked to some people about fasting, they thought, oh, that's kind of faddish. And it, it's not. It's just a tool, you know. Um, I've done other things to kind of lose weight before, but fasting was the one tool that I'd never used or never even thought of, even with my physiological physiology background and medical background, I never really thought that it was healthy. But when I started delving into it, there's a lot of science behind the fact that it's actually really good for your body to take a break from eating. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not a religion. And don't get too freaked out about it. Yes, I did the 24-hour fast before, but now I'm kind of doing some of the 16-hour fasts or mm -hmm. skipping breakfast and kind of mixing it up, but just using it more as a tool rather than to be so dogmatic about it, mm -hmm. um, and which was great too because you can really basically eat anything you want um, as long as you eat it in moderation and you throw in a couple of fasts to balance things out. Stick with the weight training program. They're great. I just, uh, you know, I went through category two for the 12 weeks and I, and when I punched in my numbers now, I'm in category three, mm -hmm. which by the way, I just started those Fibonacci. Oh, pyramids. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you like those? They're pretty good. Eh? No, I don't like oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time that I started doing this program that I'm thinking, oh, do I really want to do that today? Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty tough, especially the squat uh, day, which oh, I just for sure. yeah, the I doubles, went through. The double yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, but I think you'll just gain even more muscle now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can't because I, you know, after this transformation, I had to go and get a whole bunch of suits and clothes altered and everything, and yeah. so now everything fits well. So I don't want to my. All right, so we just got cut off there. Um, there was a technical difficulty, so it might sound a bit choppy in the last 10 seconds or so or 30 seconds. Anyways, um, well, I guess that was good. Do you have anything else to finish with as far as your final advice? Uh, no, that's basically it. I just want to thank you guys for putting together a really comprehensive program that's really simple and uh, obviously works. I mean, case in point, not just me, but... Uh, all the other guys that had these tr uh, amazing transformations, uh, all the guys that placed uh, in AT12, um, my uh, kudos to you guys. Great. All right. Well, and you know, kudos to you. You, you, did, you did great. Thanks for sharing your, your story with us. So for Harold Shim, I'm John Barbin, and that's your Donis Index Podcast.